0: too difficult for him let's go to the lord in prayer heavenly father we thank you lord for your holy spirit that's here this morning i pray lord that you continue to move in our midst that you prepare our hearts now to receive the word lord to worship you in spirit and in truth lord let us hold nothing back today but let us enter in to your very throne room of grace lord Oh, Jesus, you're here to work. You're here to save, deliver, set free, Lord. So today, Lord, let us lay aside every distraction, everything, Lord, that could keep us from focusing on you. We ask that you move and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. us free. Hallelujah, we thank you this morning. We praise your name, Jesus, your word. Keep you in this house, God. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us, Father. we mm-hmm.
1: This morning I was uh, in my office just studying, preparing for this morning, and I encouraged and and really kind of presented a challenge to the worship team as well. Uh, Sometimes people just really don't know how or why or even to believe. And my challenge to them and my challenge for you guys is will you believe enough for them? Will you believe enough for those who just don't know? For those who just have no hope? Those who just can't seem to take that next step? Because if you have Christ inside of you, then we have all that we need to believe. So this morning I'm expecting and I'm believing for people to leave changed. Changed. Be renewed in your mind for circumstances to be uh, even healed and, and changed. Because you don't have to leave in bondage. You don't have to die in church. You don't have to be miserable being a Christian. So this morning, as we pray, I want you to prepare yourself and ask the Lord to prepare you to ready. be ready to receive his word. Uh, i'm believing just for great things lord we just come through the name of jesus we thank you for the privilege and opportunity to share your word to share the gospel Lord, we pray for those that may be uh, uh vexed or tormented in their minds that you would clear their minds lord that you would give them a sound mind lord your word says you haven't given us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind and i pray that this morning that you would just begin to speak to the hearts lord our hearts that we prepare ourselves ready to receive your word, that, that we leave this place changed, that we leave everything at your feet. Lord, and I pray that you bless those that are here, those that are viewing, those that will view. Lord, we're believing this morning for souls to be saved, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We're believing for sicknesses to be healed, for marriages to be restored, for those without joy to find it, those without peace to find it. Those without hope to find it. Lord, I pray that this morning we not be complacent in your presence, but we stand in awe and reverence of you. We thank you, Lord. I pray that you bless the tithe and offering we're going to receive. Let us continue to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a tithe or offering, you can come drop it in. And, uh, we'll go from there. a thirsty camel. I just drink water all the time. Do camels really drink a lot of water? I don't I don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, I just thought all they did was drink water, but uh, they don't even matter. Who cares? That's something you can look up. I probably will never remember to Google it because I really don't care that much, to be honest with you. Uh, this morning, turning your word to Galatians 4. Uh, chapter 20, or not chapter 28, but Galatians chapter 4, verses 28, and we're going to end with verse 1 of chapter 5, and it's funny, it's not funny, but uh, Summer and I just completed a a Bible study on this portion of scripture not too awful long ago, and uh, it's a place that many of us find ourselves, many believers find themselves uh, struggling and uh, trying to figure out what in the world's going on. This year, or or one year ago, uh, today, was the first day that that we had to do an online service, period. It was all online. And uh, our world began to change, began to become different, very different. And uh, it's still a little bit different. But nonetheless, God's the same. He's the same. But in life, we find ourselves in a lot of different situations, a lot of different circumstances, and uh, and even predicaments. And uh, most often, we put ourselves in those. We place ourselves in those uh, positions and predicaments. But Galatians 4, 28 uh, through 5, verse 1, and I don't know why I never turned there when I tell you guys to, but verse 28 of chapter 4 says, Now we, talking about believers, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as then he who was born after the flesh persecuted him who was born after the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what says the Scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren... We are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. And I want to read that verse again, because I want you all to understand that you are to be free. So brethren, uh, so then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Verse uh, 1 and 5 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I want to minister on quite a different subject this morning. (laughs) And uh, this is actually our goat. Don't be like Clover. This is Clover. That's actually her real name. Uh, She even has a name tag and a social security number. (laughs) Yeah, we got to claim her on our taxes. I mean, we feed her, right? (laughs) So. Next stimulus check, we're we're adding all our goats' names. <laughs> we're gonna get seventy thousand in our stimulus check. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If we do, uh, we'll take y'all all out to eat. <laughs> I hope you like goat food. <laughs> but uh, Lord have mercy, this started off crazy. But anyway, don't be like clover. We'll hit that in a moment. We'll get there. But I want us to understand this morning, and I want us to come to a place and a realization in our lives that we don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to stay. Last Sunday night, we kept talking about stuck. You don't have to remain stuck. You don't have to be stuck. So we as believers, were to be free. We're to walk in victory. We're to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ, we just read it, wherewith Christ has made us free. Who made us free? Christ did. And I don't really want to get elementary, but I think it's important for us to go back to the very basics. I want us to know that in our flesh, we will only and ever, we will always produce an Ishmael. And, and if you're not familiar with Ishmael and Isaac, you can read all about it in Genesis chapter 16 through chapter 21. And, and I, I encourage you to do so. But Ishmael was a son of works between Abraham and Hagar. Ishmael was a son of works between Abraham and, and Hagar because he was tired of waiting. And Isaac was a son of grace, a son of promise between Abraham and Sarah. So, if, again, if you're not familiar, study that passage, and you'll familiarize yourself with what, what I'm talking about. But because we are born again, we are in Christ. We are children of promise. We'll wake in this place this morning. We are children of promise. Every promise is to us. Every promise in the word of God, if you are a Christian, is to you. Every promise. Every single one of them. Ishmael was flesh or equals flesh. And Isaac equals grace, if you will, or faith. So verse 30, but if you come to verse 30 of chapter 4, it says, cast out the bondwoman and her son. Seems mean, seems, seems cruel. Seems like, what in the world? This just don't make no sense. Well, if you're not a believer, it don't make sense. And we're going to explain this in a moment. The, the bondwoman, uh, here's why. The son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So we are saved by faith, not of works. You cannot be free and bound at the same time. You can't. You can't say that I walk in victory and live in bondage. You can say it, but you can't really do it. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and verse 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I remember ministering on this some time back, but uh, I encourage you to go back from a podcast a few years ago and listen to Adam DeNoon teaching on this subject. By grace through faith. Grace. Faith is the key that allows that, the trough, if you will, that allows that, that grace to flow into our lives. And how do we, how do we stop this? How do we Uh, We're going to get into all this being entangled again with the yoke of bondage. How does this happen? We cut the flow off. We do. You and I. We cut it off. How? By doing it ourselves. By doing it our own way. By operating in flesh. So we easily can and we become entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Again, it's impossible to, to say that you're or to live free but still be in bondage. And we take that term, people take that term as bondage, being all shackled up, tied up, and tangled up, and all those things. Uh, if you want to paint a physical picture, yes, that is. But there are people, there are literally people that are in, in prison cells that are more free than people that sit in churches. In fact, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one further, that most have a lot of folks that just come in for show. They come in to get their fill, and they leave, but they never left changed. They leave with an emotional feeling, and they leave with a a good feeling that I've done my deed, I've done my duty. In essence, you're trying to produce an Isaac, but you'll only ever produce an Ishmael. You're, You're trying to receive the promises of God, but receive them through you, and you cannot do that. Hebrews 12 and verse 1 says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us lay it aside. We we say we do stuff. We say we want to be changed. We say we want to be delivered. We say we don't want to be this way. I don't want to do this, whatever this is. Fill in the blank. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be that person or whatever. And we say all of these things. But then we find ourselves entangled again right back in the middle of it after a week or a month or a year. Why? How? How does this happen? It happens to a lot of folks. We we need the help of the Holy Spirit in all areas of our lives so you can't lay aside anything without Him. Hello, somebody. You don't believe me? People start one thing. They stop one thing to only start something else. They, 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 they um, let's say, you, 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 I don't know what you stopped. Stopped uh, uh, eating uh, fat back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's good stuff. But to, to just, then you change that to, to indulging in um, Brussels sprouts. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that's what somebody does, but you're substituting one thing for another thing. Um, you stop eating junk, and you start exercising all the time. First of the year, that's everybody's goal, and, and the gym memberships go through the roof, and they make a lot of money, and people just fall off by the wayside. So so what the habit went from from, from dum-dums to, to dumbbells, and that's fine. I mean, if that's, what, if that's you, that's, that's great, but I want to tell you something. You can can eat all the the, the dum-dums you want, or you can lift all the dumbbells you want, and it's never going to fill a void that is there. You can cram your face full of pound cake or or run 70 miles. It's not going to fill a spiritual emptiness that is in every single human being. It is not going to. From birth you were created and you were created with with this in your heart or with this out without in, uh, it being in your heart there's a void there because you were born in sin. We don't like this. There's a void there. There's something that needs to be filled that you will not fill it with. You can smoke all you want, drink all you want, shoot up all you want, party all you want, do all that you want, but it will never take away the void that's there. It just won't do it. You can have a million dollars or just wish you had a million dollars. It's still not going to change the fact. The void's the same. don't matter who you are, what color you are, what your background It don't matter. It's there. So people stop one thing to start something else. And it's, it's our nature is to try to fill that void both physically and spiritually. So spiritually, the Christian is free only in Jesus Christ. We have liberty only in Jesus Christ, nothing else. You can be a member of this church, you can sing, you can dance, you can shout, you can run, you can turn cartwheels, you can do whatever you want, but the liberty is not in that, it's in Christ. So because of Christ, or but because of a lack of understanding of how we are kept free, here's what happens most believers i 'm not going to say, a lot of believers uh, they keep the bondwoman close by. We just read that we 're to to uh, cast out the bondwoman and uh, and the son of the bond woman. why because the son of the bondwoman can 't be a uh, son with the with the uh, 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 free or let me read it shall not be heir with the son of the free woman <coughs> but we keep the bond woman. Close because we're familiar with our past. We're comfortable with who we were because we know how we function and how to lie and how to hide and how to cover up. And we call that misery. You don't want to go back there, but you find yourself back there. Why? Because it's familiar to you. You have not cast out the bondwoman and the son, you've just laid it close by. You've left it close enough for it to to be separate from, but yet you're still really, really close to that. When Christ saved you, he saved you completely. When Christ freed you, he freed you completely. Temptations are still there. We're going to get there. But he didn't save you for you to keep the the old man close. In fact, the Bible says that the old man has passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So, in essence, you're keeping the dead man close by. You wonder what this has got to do with clover? We're gonna get there. So we keep that close because uh, we know how to produce. But the fruit will always be of the flesh, which is an Ishmael. It will never be good. It will never turn out good. It will never, ever, ever create that contentment or, 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 or fulfillment that you're searching and desiring for. It just won't happen. Our liberty in Christ is exactly that. It's in Christ. What is it? How do I function in liberty? What do I do with it? I want us to understand this morning our function as Christians, as believers, what this liberty is that we are to stand fast in. First, I want to paint the picture of what it is not. Liberty in Christ is not a license or a token for you to do, say, or act like you want. I have no problem understanding why those that have never went to church or been to church or a part of the church or have received Christ in their life, I have no problem understanding why they don't want to. Because of who they see and what they see that is supposed to be a representation of the, the, the very one who saved your soul is exact opposite of who he is. They see us today. They go see them out in the restaurants, running waiters and waitresses to death, talking to them like they're garbage because their food didn't come fast enough. Or they ordered half and half, and you gave me three quarters and a quarter of tea. And then they're going to run them like a dog, and then they're going to smile at them and tell them Jesus loves you, and they're going, okay, sure, because I suppose you are a representation of him. So our liberty in Christ is not for us to do what we want, act like we want, say what we want. Liberty in Christ frees us from the penalty of sin, which is death. The penalty of sin has always and will always be death. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing more. It frees us from the burdensome traditions. It frees us from the wall. Less than all of this, less than this, is bondage. And then more than this is looseness. There's a line. There's a fine line. There's a, there's a place where we need to be. And where we need to be is in the will of the Father. And when you are outside of His will, you will always operate in flesh. You're going to deal with flesh until you die. You're going to deal with it until the Lord comes back. And you ain't perfect. I'm not perfect. We're, none of us are perfect. But if you do something in the flesh that is not right the Holy Spirit that is also dwelling in you will, will, will prompt you to make sure that you make it right. And if you can't, then you, there's a thing in you called pride. And the Bible tells us that pride comes before the fall. So it frees us from all of this. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 23 says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Just because you can give them a piece of your mind, and maybe rightfully so, don't give you the liberty to do it. Well, brother, I've just been one that always speaks my mind. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's, I mean, I, you know, I mean, me too. I'm pretty blunt. I, I, just, I just am. And, and sometimes that's a problem. Y- your liberty in Christ don't give us the right to say what we want to say, even if it's right. And it's hard not to. Oh, man. The, I could. And then you're driving down the road, and, and you really, you're, I'm just speaking for me, you're having a conversation with the Lord, but he ain't talking back, because he ain't a part of this conversation. It's really all you. I'm like, boy, I could have said this right here, and it would have just told him, mm. ain't that right, Lord? And he's like, you need to shut your mouth. <laughs> like, but, 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 Lord, <laughs> they were wrong. So are you. But, but they won't hear me. They won't receive me. This is, this is us, and this is us trying to drag the Holy Spirit into our bondage. And he don't want a part of it. It's really a one-way conversation. I've always been told it's okay to talk to yourself, but if you answer, then you're crazy. So I think I'm crazy because I always answer right. <laughs> I have never been wrong when I argue with myself. Only when I involve another do I lose. So my arguments never I never involve Summer. <laughs> Terrence, you don't argue with Melissa by yourself. Yeah, see, that's how you're right. This is marriage counseling one oh one for you as well. Don't involve her in an argument because you'll never be right. There's a life lesson. Learn it now. You'll be you'll be able to smile easy easier when you're in your forties. <laughs> But anyway, this has nothing to do with a clover or any of that. That's just a side note. There's your, there's your uh, sidebar for today. But liberty and Christ don't give us the right to do, say, or act how we want. Well, well again, we just want to speak our mind. It Don't. I just want to tell them, don't. I just want to lay it out there. If the Holy Spirit prompts you to do so, it will be done and can be done in love. But if it's not Him, it's always going to be wrong. The Lord don't just save our souls; He also will tame your tongue. Hello, somebody. He saves all of you from head to toe, inside and out. He will also save your tongue. Ooh, that's a hard one. There's a hard one. Romans 14 verses 13 through 17. This liberty that we have in Christ, we have a responsibility with this liberty. Verse 13 says, uh, let us therefore judge uh, one another anymore. Stop criticizing. Can't believe he has a purple guitar strap with a red guitar. Never coming back here again. The pastor don't wear a tie because I got a fat neck and it chokes me, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like ties. Or or he said Habakkuk and I think it's Habakkuk. He's calling him Ishmael and it's Ishmael. This is the this is the petty stuff we argue about. Tomato or mater, who cares? I know what it is. This is stop criticizing each other. I don't like how they preach. If they're preaching the word of God, then you're not saying I don't like, you're saying I don't like the Lord. I don't like his word. The, the the we're we're drawn to delivery styles instead of the word of god you, we need to check ourselves but but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way Whoa, whoa whoa wait a minute my, you mean the fingers go from them to me yes yes you have a responsibility to not be a stumbling block, to not place a stumbling block in front of someone else. When you know, even if it's questionable, you already know the Holy Spirit's already uh, prompting you to not do, to not act, to not say. But when you may have a liberty to do... Beth, don't, uh, not that she don't, she just despises bacon. And we invite Matt and Beth over. If Do you? Please tell me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But we invite her over and Matt over. Matt's coming too. We didn't leave you out. And we know they don't like bacon. And guess what we have them for supper? BLTs. <laughs> Hallelujah. I already know I'm putting a stumbling block in the way. I'm creating an issue that don't need to be, well, there ain't nothing wrong with bacon. No, there ain't nothing wrong with bacon. But they just don't like it. We, we're gonna, Hold on, we're going to get here. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who esteems anything to be unclean, to him it's unclean. This is talking about ceremonial things. It's talking about those things. It's not talking about uh, uh, um, um, immorality. But if, verse 15, but if your brother is grieved with you and me, now walkest thou not charitably. Don't be rude. Destroy not him with your meat for whom Christ died. Guess what? He died for them too. Not just you. Well, they ain't where I am. Well, you know what? Maybe you're not where you think you are either. I read a torrent, shared it. I don't know who, but but I got the whole gist out of this. Don't burn the high school down because you graduated. No, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm eating meat of the word I can't believe you need the milk and the meat I can't believe they're still they're still in this elementary stage Well maybe if you weren't so high on your horse And you wouldn't keep throwing stumbling blocks in their way They could become a little further along in their walk If you would get off of your self esteem And your, your prideful, arrogant ways And you go back to the basis and understand I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody I don't want to criticize my brother or sister because they say it a different way than I do. But if your brother is grieved again with your meat, now walkest thou not, chariot? Don't be rude with it. Verse 16, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not rules and regulations, but it's righteous and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. My Lord, we've got so hung up on stuff, on programs, on the way the service is supposed to flow. It is way more than that. If the God who created the universe is diminished down to a time clock and a particular amount of time or a time slot and a service, then I, you know what? We don't really know who He is. When we are walking not, listen to me carefully, when we're walking not after the flesh, or, 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 or when we are walking after the flesh, but not, not being led by the Spirit or walking in the Spirit, This is what is produced, an argument. But if you're being led by the Spirit and you're walking in the Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy will come forth. Not an argument. Social media has nearly destroyed this nation. Everybody's an expert on everything. You got evangelists on there that never would preach the word in person, but they'll type their fingers off, and that's okay if the Lord give them a platform. But then they feel the need to correct and to dog and to to, to do everything to everybody. I mean, everybody all of a sudden's a a uh a, 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 a immune what do they call people that study immune systems? Immune all huh? Immunologists. I about said immunity but I know that wasn't right. Everybody knows everything. We're all we're all experts on the Constitution now. uh, I don't even who's on the two dollar bill. I don't know. We know everything, but that we're all experts on everything. But really, we don't know anything. This is this is where I want to go with all of this. You couldn't, nor can you, free yourself. So why would you try to win someone using bondage? Well, brother, this is what you got to do. Brother Ashton, this is what you got to do. Okay, this is what you got to do. This, this, this is Jeff. This is what you're gonna have to do every day. You got to do this at this time. You got to read this many chapters. Uh, 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 uh. Tonda, you got to pray for for forty five minutes if you've been asking me. And I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna to have to do is you got to, to when you come through those doors, you got to, to come running and shouting and yelling. We're trying to win people with man's ways and man's regulations and man's rules when that's not the way that we were set free. I believe in order. I believe in all of that, but I want to tell you something. We have become so programmed that we pushed the Lord right out. Our freedom and liberty only found in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, period. There's no other way. Colossians 2, 14 and 15, very familiar passage of Scripture to you. This is Christ blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, which was contrary to us. He took them out of the way, nailing them to his cross. And having full principalities and powers, he made show of them openly triumphing over them in it. He took the penalty that was against you and against me out of the way at Calvary's cross so that you and I could have access, could have a way, could stand in liberty not to be bound by rules and regulations and laws and ceremonies again. So why do we? Why do we back up? Why do we get entangled again with this yoke bondage? When I was a young kid, I remember hearing this scripture, and I'm like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know what a yoke was. I, I'm like, maybe I'm just too simple-minded. I was, I'm, I'm thinking like egg. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, don't, I didn't know. I didn't ask, but I didn't know. <laughs> I'm like, tangled it up, and I, I don't get it. But a yoke is something that they would place on the oxen and to, to help them move and plow. And it's not a restraining thing. It's a control. It's people say controlling. It's not a control. It's a power that's put where it should be. But don't be entangled again with this yoke of bondage. How do we get here? You must. I must apply the word of God to our lives. How? By living it and not just quoting it. James 1 and verse 22 says, Be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. This is how this is how deceived we are. We think we're fooling everybody. And the truth is you really ain't fooling nobody. Because those that are on the outside see right through it. I I think how dumb I was when I was a young man, thinking I got I have my mom and dad just they had no clue. Now that we're parents, I'm like, they must think we're stupid. (laughs) Maybe I am in certain areas, but some, not so much. We deceive ourselves. And when you're deceived, you think it's okay. (coughs) You think, I've got this. You think my life is all right. You think nothing else is going to happen, and then all of a sudden, One day you find yourself just done. Just unraveled, just done. I don't know how I got here. Why? Because you were deceived. I don't know what happened. Why? Because you were deceived. I don't know what in the world I said. Why? Because you were deceived. I don't know where it's going to go. How did I get here? I never listened. Because I was deceiving myself. Why? Because, man, I talked, I heard the word of God preached, I heard it said all day long. I turned, my, my, my radio is set to 106.9 or 98.3 or, or 88.1 or, or whatever other. You might have the message, to channel 63 on satellite radio. I, I've got all this, you've heard it all, but you ain't ever done none of it. And you're deceived. And you think, I'm on my way to heaven. And the truth is, it could be questionable. I'm not not questioning your eternity. I'm asking, do you question it? Do, Do you question it? We're not fooling Jesus, and again, the truth is we're most often not fooling anyone but our own selves. And you can quote, you can sing, and you can shout, dance, all in the name of the Lord. But if our life and our will are not submitted and surrendered to Him after the emotion goes away, then what? Then what? This is what most often happens at a big... Uh, like IYC or something. Great, glorious time. People are are, are absolutely one hundred percent changed for an eternity for a lifetime. But there are a lot of people that it just feels good. It feels good. It feels like when when I ran out of that grave, whoa! I wanna Yeah, it feels great. And then the emotions going, and you're like man. It's crazy. My life stinks. I don't I don't know what to do. I want to be, I want to be what I'm seeing. I want to I want to be what I see. I want to I want to be what I say. I want to I want to be that that liberated believer, but I just can't do it. Why? Because I'm trying to keep the bondwoman close. He said, cast it out, cast out the bondwoman along with the son. Why? Because they are works of the flesh. Cast it out. Get rid of it. So here we go. We find ourselves in a place like I found clover last week. We found ourselves looking on the other side of the fence. Man, (laughs) that looks good. I like that fresh straw. This is what she was saying. (laughs) <laughs> However, I don't know, that was, that was like, hey, come here, um, I think. but You find yourself looking on the other side of the fence, and if we're not standing on and in the finished work of Jesus Christ, we will revert back every single time to what we know instead of being led by the one that we know. The hardest thing in life to learn is to unlearn what you've learned wrong. Hardest thing in life. I, I, I can run a machinery, equipment, and, and, and uh, Mike Bradley dropped a piece of machinery off for us to do some work over there on the church property. Man, I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to be able to get this thing done. And I get on this thing, and there's, there's an ISO pattern and an H pattern. And I cannot run that rascal and, 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 and the H pattern to save my life. And I know what does what, but I just can't unlearn what I've learned. If you put it back in the ISO pattern, I can do everything. I don't think about it. My hands and my feet and all are working in harmony. But if you flip the pattern, I'm all messed up. I'm driving and I'm, I'm dumping the bucket when I want to be raising the bucket, and I was hitting trees and doing all. I didn't tear your machine up, Mike Bradley, If you watch this, but I just couldn't get it to do what I wanted it to do. This is this is our life. We know something for so long, and then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to cut and trim away and dress the vine, and He's teaching you that you don't operate this way anymore. You don't function this way anymore. You don't walk outside of the fence. It don't matter what's out there. So last week I was over there and we had spread some straw because we planted some grass and and our luck with grass is not very good. And, and we even sowed kudzu and it won't grow. I'm telling him, you, you want something to die, let us come to your house and touch it. Mary Jane gave me these things. and She says, You don't want to do nothing to them. <laughs> Mary Jane. I did nothing to them. (laughs) Them rest was as dead as last week's uh, uh, cow that we just went and picked up. (laughs) All these things, that grow wild, and they grow great. And at her house, they're beautiful. At our house, they're just dead. The soil's contaminated, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, last week I was outside, and I was watching Clover. I was watching her be enticed by this straw. Just straw, nothing special, No, really no, no value in it. She has some very nice Bermuda uh, grass hay in her, in her lot. It's all there. She can eat all she wants. Got grain over there. We even got some good grain for her because she's, she's uh, feeding her new kids and, and it's keeping her healthy and keeping her sustained and all the nutrients, the probiotics and all the minerals, all the stuff's in there. And I watch her and she wants this straw. I'm like, why? Everything you need's in the lot. It's in the fence. Everything. I even bought you a Himalayan salt lick. Got you a mineral block, and you walk right by it. I want this I want this $2 bill of straw. That's what I want. So she walks right by all of it. She gets down on her knees. She can stand and eat in our lot. She can stand and eat in the freedom of her own protected area. Everything she needs is right there. But she gets down on her knees, sticks her head through this fence, and begins to eat. And I'm like, well, good. Have fun. Eat it all. Lick the grass seed up and everything. All right, whatever. Just eat it all. And I am like, man, I hope fertilizer don't kill them things because I don't want to bottle feed two other goats right now. <coughs> so the nutrients that she needed and all, and all the others needed were right inside this lot. It's all there. But she wanted something more. She was 100% in liberty to do and eat and enjoy all that she needed, all the water, everything she needed, but she wanted more. So she sticks her head outside the fence When they're inside the fence, again, it's all free. They can eat all they want. It's just like in Christ. You can have all of him that you want. Everything you need is right there, but we'll bypass him. Saints of God, I'm going to tell you something right now. Temptations will not go away. But I can promise you this, that if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide you, the enticement will diminish. And for some, some it will go away altogether. This is why we say, and so adamant about it, programs will fill a void with another, uh, will fill one void and create another void. It will never take the desire away. Ever. Only the Lord can do that. Only the Lord can do that. James 1, verse 14 and 15 says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Temptation is not a sin. But when temptation is conceived, when it it meets and when it happens, then there you go. Brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. That's it. That's all. That's as good as it gets. Sin will never and has never brought forth life, ever. But yet, we'll, we'll stick our head outside that fence and try to eat that straw. We want it. I've got to have it. It's from a fresh new bale. I just got to have it. When everything we need is right here. Look at, look at the end of James verse, uh, 15. When it is finished. She was finished with the straw. But the fence wasn't finished with her. You might be finished with the temptation. But sin is not finished with you. And you cannot overcome it in your own self. And if you stay there long enough, it will bring forth death. If I would have not been out there, she would have died stuck in the fence. So when I was outside again, I heard her yelling. I, I knew this was not a yell like, eh, whatever, happy, bye. There's a difference in their yelling. I knew something was wrong. And I figured, dumb goat done got her head stuck in the fence again. Sure enough, that's exactly what it was. She couldn't resist the temptation to eat the straw. She gets her head through the fence, and, 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 and then she begins to eat, and, and, and then, then she wants to go back into her lot, her protection, her place, into the house, and she couldn't because she was stuck. If you read all the way back in the Old Testament at the Passover, as long as you remained in the house and the blood was applied, you were okay. But if you went outside, you were free game. This is a perfect representation of much of the church. We got our head out and our body in. And we think that we are alive in Christ when all we are is stuck in the fence. We're stuck in the fence. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So she was finished with sin, with the temptation, but the the fence, which to me is a representation of the devil, he was not and is not finished with you. But you won't back in. You walked out. I won't back in. She couldn't get back in. She can jump around. She can... Crawl on her knees and and her little goats can come up there and and try to pull her by the tail. But she couldn't get back in by any other means unless the father in this. I'm not Lord, I'm not Jesus. But in this, this, I'm using me for a picture. Unless I came and freed her. She cried out for help and I heard her. But here's the ticket. When I got to her to help her, she fought me the whole time. I was trying to tuck her head and push her horns back in. And she was pushing against me and yelling, I got this. I'm like, no, you don't. You've been over here for 15 minutes yelling. And if I leave you here, you're going to die. Would you just stop? And I'm thinking, my God, this is a picture of us with the Holy Spirit. He's come by your way to get your head out of the fence. But until she wore herself out, and until she surrendered and submitted, then I could free her. And it's the same picture with you and the Lord. If you'll quit fighting, if you'll quit thinking I can handle this, if you'll quit thinking you're okay, but in essence you're right here. This is you. I tell you, He's come today to set you free. You don't have to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You don't have to be, enti- it's, the enticement's there, but you don't have to do this. All you need is inside the fence. Our liberty don't give us the right to go in and out of the Father's presence when we feel like it. Oh, she's free. She can stick her head through the fence. Yeah, and she gets stuck. She wanted back in. And she fought the whole time until she surrendered. We, all of us, are tempted. We all think that we know better. We all think we can do it. We all think we can handle it. But the truth is this. We all have all have all that we need. That's Jesus Christ. I want you to pay very close attention to this next verse, Philippians 4 and verse 19. But my God, hey, that's a good song right there. But my God shall supply all your need. Need. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So many people will quote this and they'll say, oh, yeah, but the Lord God, my God shall supply all your needs. No, need. Singular. Need. There is one thing you need, and that's Jesus Christ. And until that need's fulfilled, until that need is met, until you are at liberty in Christ Jesus, He has supplied all your need, which was His Son, you'll always have needs. And when you're trying to fulfill those needs, this is where you find yourself sticking your head outside this fence. He supplied, God Almighty supplied His Son, Jesus Christ, He supplied all your need. We want to make it about money. We want to make it about, oh, bro, I need a lift kit on my truck. I just need my front end redone. I feel like I'm going to die when I drive old Dents. I don't know if it has anything to do with my son's jumping the truck or not. But but this is what we want to turn it into, right? We want to turn it into material stuff. Oh, yeah, here's All You need to me. Y'all got a stimulus check in you. How many people was checking their bank account? Okay. Joe ain't my president, but I'm going to check this bank account and I'm going to take that $1,400. How many of you have checked your word? How many of you are so adamant about getting into his presence as you was to your bank account to see what kind of garbage you could go buy? I'm going to tell you right now, if they keep doing this, I'm going to keep buying junk, and I'm going to keep selling to people who's got money to blow. If you've got money to blow, I'll take it. I'm gonna, I told someone this morning, I said, I'm going to find some stuff, and I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to fix it, and I'm going to keep it till Christmas and tax time. <laughs> Why in the world do we spend money on bubble teeth? You know what those are, the buck teeth that the guy got? He's a multimillionaire. Why? Because he knew people spent money on junk that they don't even need to have. But see, we want to take God's word and turn it into material things. But my God shall supply all your need. Your need was Jesus and is Jesus. That's it. That's all. And you need to take it to the bank. So, so he has supplied all that you need. He was born to be my redeemer. He was hated by many. He mocked, made fun of, made a spectacle of. So they thought. He, Jesus, was tempted, but not one time. Not one time did he ever desire to go outside of the fence, outside of his father's will. In fact, Paris hit on it when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's a place that we all come to, that place of nevertheless, right, Israel? Nevertheless, he came. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I don't want to get outside the fence. I don't want to stick my head outside and get something I don't need. Don't be like clover trying to get to something that you don't need and end up stuck. First Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Remember, we are children of the promise, uh, uh, great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So many of us find ourselves in this place. Halfway in, halfway out. Playing games, acting like it's all right. Deceiving ourselves, deceiving us, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in this paramount situation that has become a dire need because you've been deceived. You have it's not, it's not Jason's fault, it's not Bonnie's fault, it was not Thomas's fault. it's our fault. We do it to us. She could have blamed Otis and Cowboy and Bandit and Oreo. That's how brother goats. But she's the one that stuck her head through the fence. And see, I've been given all kinds of pointers. Now, if you'll just tape a rod to their horns, they won't stick their head through the fence. Or you can drill a hole through and, and it don't hurt them. It, just, it won't stick their head through the fence. And that's what many believers want Christ to do for us, but he don't. He don't. You have a free will to do as you desire. You have a free... We're in the fence. We are peculiar. In fact, we're called peculiar people. We're encompassed round about with the presence of God. All that we need is in the lot. And he ain't never, now he'll tell me, don't go. But he'll stop me. I want to tell you this morning, senior musicians as you come. I want to tell you this morning, if you leave this place with your head stuck in the fence, it's on you. It's on you. If you leave this place in the same shape, the same way, the same bondage, the same whatever it was that you walked in with, it's on you. Because I can promise you right now, as I was out there, uh, whatever day that was, I don't remember the day, I was walking the fence line, and I came across old Clover. So is the Lord today walking the fence line, looking for you. But the beauty of all of this is at least she found herself helpless, down on her knees, crying out, which is far better than a lot of folks that sit in church. Because we'll stand on our feet and act like we're good when what he desires is for us to be submissive and broken. I promise you today, if you allow Him, He'll free you from the fence. He'll free you from the fence. Don't fight. Just submit your life to Him. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day. You've been stuck in the fence for a long time. And you'll find out what the liberty in Christ is all about. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you're entangled again you don't have to be you don't have to be. I want you to stand in this place this morning as they sing I wonder if there's anyone here that that's, would just come and say Lord I'm pretty much tired of being stuck in a fence I just want to be free I'm asking you to have your way I'm submitting. I'm surrendering my life to you. I want all that you have to give. If that's you today, I want you to come. I want you to allow Him to minister to you as this. Just surrender. Just submit. Don't leave this place stuck. Don't leave this place entangled again. Leave free. Leave free. You feel his drawing, you feel his prompting. Just respond and surrender to him today. Go ahead. speaks to us every day, through everything, if we'll just listen. Twenty-some-odd years of ministry, I never thought I'd be preaching about a goat. I'm so hungry and so desperate to see the Lord move in people's lives that I can't, I, I can't stand it. He is the good shepherd. He is. And the next time that you see something enticing in the next field, keep your head inside the fence. He's given you all that you need. All. Every single bit of it. I don't know about you, but I know this picture, this image, that that, that one, but the one with the clover is something I won't forget because I've been that I've been that so many times. But thank God when I cried out, he freed me every single time. <laughs> every time, every time. We want to uh, remind you to, to join us for a meal. I'm sure you smell some of it. It's where a lot of folks are back there fixing it. Summer is coming with the, the whatever that thing's called. It's donation, but remember, it's all going to pay down the cost for family camp. So, I mean, if you go to Hardee's, uh, that's like five, six bucks right there. But whatever, I mean, whatever you want to donate, that's fine. I'm not trying to put a price on anything. But if you use that iPad, if you pay through the square, use the little tab that's marked meals, so that we know all that money is put into one account. That's what we're doing, putting all of it in one account so we know the total. But use the one that says meals. If not right check do whatever that's fine but the food is ready it's good you'll get home faster than if you go somewhere if the the wait if the the, uh, waiter or waitress is terrible that's you because you're waiting on yourself so it's your fault and you can't blame anybody else but there's great desserts and uh, by the way Ben said he was starting at the dessert table so you may want to snatch something off if you go but um Come back tonight, 6 o'clock. There's going to be a great message. and uh, Just come back ready to receive. I pray that you would just uh, stay with us and eat. Let's pray for the food, but you can make your way back. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for the time, your word. Lord, I pray that you bless this food, the fellowship, for those that labor to make it. Lord, I pray that we uh, just, just have a, a good time fellowshipping with one another and let us glorify you in all we do and say. We give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's all back there. If y'all want to head on back.